about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. Hey, good morning and welcome. Welcome to game time. It is Friday, y'all. TGIF and all of that neat stuff. And a great morning. I mean, weather-wise, it is outstanding. Uh, it's, it's just amazing. A couple of weeks ago, I mean, there's ice on the ground and all kinds of craziness. But today, it is absolutely a perfect day. Feels like spring. I mean, it just kind of has that spring feel to it. So uh, we welcome you into the program presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. And uh, we're glad you're with us this morning. We've got a lot to get to today. Gary Ross, good morning. How are you, sir? I am good. I am good. How are you? I'm great. I mean, doesn't it kind of have a spring feel to it? It does. You know, last night I was I was considering where I should put the air conditioner, you know, because it was going to be a little warm outside. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, we've been spending the afternoons outside. I'm I'm a little nervous that the spring might be heavy with allergies because I've been stuffy as of late. But, yeah, it does feel a lot like spring. You, you got to get some of that stuff. I've taken Mucinex, two different types of Mucinex, like every day and uh, Sudafed and all sorts of stuff. So allergies are, is not your friend. No, I've never had allergies. And then we moved to East Texas and we stayed out there for a couple of years. And when we moved back, I don't know what it was, like, but I've had horrible allergies ever since. Huh. Interesting. I, I just assume that, uh, you know, as you get older, you, you change and yeah, and things happen. <laughs> it comes at you fast. <laughs> yeah, it does. So, anyway, well, uh, anything exciting going on? Um, you, you sent me that video last night. Man. So, yeah. So, I was sitting there, and I noticed all day yesterday that Baylor football was breaking my timeline with all, like, their weight workouts. You had Gary Bohannon uh, circulating the internet through Barstool and all sorts of stuff because he's squatting like 645 or 650. Uh, Then he's challenging Kyron Drones. and I mean, we have quarterbacks out here almost squatting 700. Uh, You have defensive linemen putting up just ridiculous weight. And then here comes Tyquan Thornton Mm -hmm. at the NFL Combine, and he runs a four- was it was like a four point two four point officially it was four point two eight yeah and but when it, when he ran it and I don't understand this but when he ran it it was four point two one and then I think officially they went back right. and adjusted the time to four point two eight suffice it to say he was moving he was and I, I was like what the heck like I remember when he was being recruited and talking with him and because he was a big track star at high school coming out of Miami and. That was one of the main reasons Baylor went after him. Plus, he had excellent hands, as we all could see. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was cool to see that. And then I noticed in a, the NFL's Twitter page is you know like you go in the everybody has their their taglines or whatever. It says tried to follow Tyquan Thornton but couldn't catch him. <laughs> and I'm just like okay. And then I was sitting there thinking about great pub for the university by yeah, the way. And, and I mean, dude, they're ranked what fifth in the nation right now. They finished the season fifth. The, I think this is the hands down. Probably the the best situation going. The, I don't know, maybe the best ever. A Baylor football program has sacked going into a next season. Could be very well. Could be. Uh, you got you, you like their football team right now, and you like. Oh yeah. Uh, you love their offensive line right now. I mean, this is a veteran group that's going to be back. I mean, they didn't have to come back. A lot of them could have left, 
but most of them are most if not all are coming back i mean you got to like where they're where they're at one of the cool things i noticed and it just I, I, where does the bar end uh did did i see you you mentioned taekwon thornton i can't, can't say his name taekwon thornton in in the 4.2a mm-hmm. did i see where there was like eight or nine guys under four three four four yeah uh, it, it wide at the wide receiver position. Yeah, we have a lot of burners out there this year, uh, a lot, and I think that kind of just shows the, the evolution of the game. Um, a lot of these guys, ever since you know, even before probably like Pop Warner time, excuse me, are working with private coaches, speed coaches, and stuff. And I think we're starting to see that pay off. And when you get to the league, you're just at a different stage of development than players used to be even a decade ago. But where does that end? I mean, at, at some point, I mean, we're not going to see guys running 40-yard dashes in 3-1, are we, you know, 25 no, years? No, no, no. I mean, there's, you human, know what I'm saying? there's, there's human realistic, ex, you know, I, I don't there know. There is a cap to this. There is a cap to strength, I think. I mean, isn't there? I you're mean, not going to see anybody bizar- run below a four. You're, you're, my point being that these guys, they just they keep moving the bar. Both in strength and mm-hmm. in speed. Yeah, you know we we had a conversation yesterday about reducing the number of snaps. You know, college football right. looking at rules right. to make. Is it because these because the physicality of the game is such that you know that it, it's just a different game than it was fifteen twenty years ago? I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's part of the part of the equation. Look at Ward White's in a Ranger shirt. Who cares? That's a clean Ranger shirt. Yeah, it I is, like but that who one. cares? <laughs> I like that. The Euler Blue Ranger shirt. Yeah. So you, you've quietly cool. sat over there and listened to this conversation of, you know, running four two eight forties and and bench pressing, you know, three three Subarus. Uh, I mean <laughs> God, that was sorry, bad. sorry, Garrett. Garrett had a big old swig of coffee. <laughs> but I mean, it is where does it? I mean, where does is there a cap to this? I mean, in in the human development of strength and speed, I, I think there. I want to think there has to be, but you know, as nutrition gets better and we start taking better care of ourselves and uh, we're living longer, I mean, just there's uh-huh. a lot of implements that go into, you know, why these guys are getting faster, bigger, stronger. Uh, that's good news for me and you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the living longer part. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, Shut you know, up, it's, Garrett. it's just, it's where, <laughs> it's where the human race is going. So, you know, I don't know where, where the cap is, but I, I would assume, you know, that the human body can only do so much, no matter how healthy or how strong or, you know, everything that goes into it. So, you know, you're talking about getting under a, you know, a, a, a four second 40. I, I don't know if there's a sub four second 40. I, I, in our lifetime, no, I don't think there is. Um, and and I don't, I don't know that the human body's capable of, of doing that. I I just, I don't know. Um, that's that's kind of my point. I mean, the bar seems to be it gets lower and lower. Absolutely. It does. Do you think that might be why we're seeing so many knee injuries? Just, just like the the torque and the the wear and tear, like, like you know what I'm saying. Like the more you push your body, there's got to be some limitation. There and there is, and you're right. There, that that's that is exactly why we're seeing more knee injuries and and things like that. Because I mean, you know, there there's only so much the human body can stand. And the other part of that is you mentioned Pop Warner. 
well, you know, we're, we're stressing to these kids at a way too early age. Yes. You know, a lot of them are starting football at a way too early age. I mean, there's no reason in the world, and I'm going to get a lot of you no, know, you're 100% peel back on this, and, and you know, there, there's some people that believe totally different, but there is absolutely no reason why young children should be in pads playing tackle football until their body develops better, you know, Seventh grade should be the earliest you ever put on pads. And and maybe that may be too early, but I don't think it is. And, and that's my opinion. So, I mean, you know, and you can have yours, and I'm not mad at you for that. Yeah, no, I agree but, with you. But, you know, I, I just think that, you know, play flag football. Do some things like that, to, you know, that you can still learn the game and, and do some things, you know, to get you ready. But I just I – don't, I don't think the body is ready for collisions at that point. And – so, and, and then, you know, you're, you're starting, you know, the weight training so early. And, and, you know, look, the human body can only take so much. And and you're right. I, I do feel like that that's why we're seeing ligament injuries and, and, and things like that. <laughs> I'm, I was about to argue with you, but I'm not now because I've had one AD and one coach already text me and go, he's 100% right. He is. He really is. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not going to argue. I, I, you know. From a guy that that participated in Pop Warner, I loved it. I, I'll just be perfectly honest; I loved it, and we started in I think third or fourth grade. Yeah, and, well, it's and way too it. early, way too early. But I also think that a a kid today and a kid back, we're we're different kind of kids. I mean, I, from I, a physicality I, standpoint, I, from I, an athletic standpoint, I I I I can't disagree with you on that. But I I still say I don't care where we're at. It's way too early. Which takes me back to my original question that we got into yesterday. Is that why? Are we? Is that why? Some organizations, including the NCAA, feel like they need to legislate the number of. Look, there have been guys that because we talk about the physicality of the game. Mm -hmm. Here's my deal. There's there's always been guys that were physical. I mean, Mike Singletary. Look, he he would. It, it, I don't care what well, era. It, we'll but, go back. Go back to him. before him. There was physical guys in the game, right? But my point now is just about everybody on that football field. Well, I is, mean, is in that it, same type of you know from a physicality standpoint that can literally. I mean, you see, you see some serious collisions. Well, and look, it used to be, and it still is. Every play in the NFL is like a car wreck, right? I mean, just look, your your body takes that kind of beating, and. I think we're drifting down to college football has some of that in it now because of the the physiques and the strength of the college football player where they're at at that point. I mean, they you know, it it's it's to the point where it's it's a much more physical game than it was even back in the 80s, so maybe is, even the 90s. So is our high school game, by the way. That's the thing. And, and, I, and the high school game is getting, leaning that toward that, too. Dude, I see some of the – I talk to some of these recruits. But not as much. And I'm like, uh, you're in high school? Like, when I'm looking up at people – I'm 6'4", and I've, I've interviewed some offensive linemen that just made me feel Well, it, it's towards point that we know so much more about nutrition, yeah. strength, yeah, and, and conditioning. Yeah. That's, and, that's exactly and, what it is. And these guys that, that, that win – they have off-season programs that emphasize those things. And, you know, it, we've always said it. You don't win in September. You win in January. You win in the weight room. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when you win football games. You don't win in September 
or in August when you're going through two a days, you mm-hmm. win in the in 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 your off season program. There's no doubt. Uh, and we're getting bigger, stronger, and faster. And I'll go but, back. But also, at, where's the cap? But also, I mean, let's be realistic too. I mean, if you want to look, if you want to separate the three, you know, you've got the elite of the elite. Mm-hmm. You know, what three percent maybe in the NFL. Seven percent of college athletes are out of a pool of a hundred percent of high school players. Only seven percent get to play on any level. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, NCAA Division One, Two, Three, NAIA, Junior College. Mix all those in. Only seven percent of high school athletes get get a chance to play at the next level, and then it drops down even more. To the to the next level, so I mean, there is some physical freaks out there, physical specimens out there in in high school football. There's a lot more than there used to be, but there's still it's a minute that gets to move on. And I think that's why we're seeing, and I think those two right there go hand in hand, and that's why we're seeing some of these players start to opt out in high school because if you've maxed out your potential, what are you going to get playing against guys that you know what I'm saying? So you might as well. Go on, uh, go to college and okay. start working out. We're okay. starting to see that. I, I know, and I think that's ridiculous. But it's it's what's happening. Well, and somebody needs to step their foot on top of that before it gets out of control. Right, because there's – you know what? If, if I'm a coach, I don't want that kid. I don't want him. He can, he can go somewhere else. If I've got a scholarship for him mm-hmm. and he wants to opt out of high school and leave his teammates – there you go. He just lost his scholarship with me. He he just proved to you that he's in it for him and not for us. I don't need him. Uh, he's not. It, 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 and and it, it, fine, do what you want to do, but you're not going to play on my team. Right. The 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 and that's quitting, by the way. And I don't care how you can say, well, I, it's a business. I don't garbage, in my, in garbage, my garbage, 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 garbage. It's quitting. And if I if a guy can quit once, then quitting becomes easy. And so he can quit quit twice. Maybe even a third time. I don't know. Look around. We've we've seen it. Uh, don't, I, I, don't don't start disagree. quitting. Yeah, I mean, I, I just and look it, again. That's totally up to that kid. It's yeah, his world and his family. But he's not going to join my world. as my team. I agree. And, and that's just that's from that's how I'm going to approach it as a coach of my team. I can handle it any way I want to. He can handle his any way he wants to. But you opt out your senior season and leave your players back behind. I don't need you on my team. There, there's other players that I could use. Interesting, but but it's it's also proven. Again, it, it, quitting's not easy. It's not easy to quit, but once you quit, then quitting becomes easier, uh, and, and that's just a fact. So anyway, that's an interesting start to this program. <laughs> but you never know where we're going. I bottom line is go watch the video. Right? I yeah. mean, I mean, it's unbelievable watching. Tyquan Thornton, the, the the Baylor wide receiver. I mean, it is unbelievable watching him go down that track. It's crazy, isn't it? Yes. I mean, it. You sit there and watch it, and you go, "Did he? No, no. Did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he just did. It is. I mean, he. It's. Yeah. And we saw what eight or nine guys last night. There was a right? handful. Yeah. That uh, that were, that were busting that that mark. Uh, or well, not that mark, but around that four and a, uh, four three four four. Mark. It's amazing how fast they were getting down that track. 
Uh, I think they said eight or nine guys. So uh, go go check it out when you get a second. All right, 7-15. We are off and running. This is Game Time presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Uh, we're going to talk some high school basketball coming up in just a few minutes here on the program. But right now, we are going to talk about our good friends, that's right, at Twisted Creek Ranch. Check this out. Beautiful Texas land for sale in a, in a, a new market. It's called Twisted Creek Ranch. They got a big sneak preview land sale coming up Saturday, March the 19th, and again Sunday, March the 20th. You can get 10 acres for $99.9. You can get a new 1,200-square-foot barn dominium shell and 10 acres for only $159.9. Want to know more about it? You can. TwistedCreekTX.com. That's TwistedCreekTX.com. Here's a phone number, by the way, 877-333-9413. That's 877 877- Three 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 nine four nine four one three. Spectacular panoramic, twenty plus mile hill country views. Beautiful home sites with prime centralized location. They're they're about, they're about twenty minutes uh, from uh, from the, all everything you need from Comanche and, and from Hamilton. Gated entrance, uh, county and private roads, peaceful creek. Uh, meandering through the community, a hey, camping, fishing, horseback riding, hiking trails, water sports at uh, at Lake Proctor. And I'm telling you, Warden and I were talking about it yesterday. Uh, that is a beautiful lake. They got a tremendous golf course on the lake, by the way, Lake Proctor. So check it out. A perfect perfect for a weekend getaway or a primary residence. Excellent bank in Texas vet financing. High speed fiber optic internet. Everything you need, all the modern amenities that you need, plus it's out in the country and you're going to love it. So check it out. It is called Twisted Creek Ranch. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy, breezy, and warm again today. High stopping out at 76 degrees. No change tonight. We'll keep the clouds around. Lows drop to 60. And tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Another windy day with a 20% chance of an afternoon shower and a high of 79. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Level, our guest, Texas Tech Sports Network. Has this year been, seems like, more of a meat grinder than we've ever had in the Big 12? A thousand percent. Yeah, I, I feel like the referees aren't calling as many fouls. I feel like every night is a rock fight because I think teams are struggling to score it, 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 because the defenses are so good. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready. We are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with Case Construction Equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case Equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. 
If I'm going to work from my home office, I need my home office to work for me. It's possible at Staples. To be most productive, my home office needs to have everything my office office has. Also possible because your local Staples store has the tools, tech, and furniture you need to get work done from home. And right now, you can save up to $100 on select chairs to put the finishing touch on your home office. Explore what's new at Staples, the working and learning store. Ends 3-5, in-store only while supplies last. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and Western Home Decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive-through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Seven twenty-one. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're brought to you in part by Good Feet, Versalip Southwest, Pro Star Rental, and Big Boys Record Service. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us here in the Allen Samuel Studios, and we welcome into the program uh, from uh, Lorena High School coach Matt Jackson. Coach, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing today? Terrific. We appreciate you joining us. It is game day, and. <laughs> Let, let's start with just the excitement level of being in the regional tournament. What's what's that like on campus? Oh, it's exciting. You know, I mean, we, uh, you know, just the whole community is out and um, ready to go. And we start spring break um, today. And so we're getting kicked off uh, with a good uh, game before spring break. Just everyone's really excited. You know, I was coming off of Tuesday when we played Glowstack. We were over at Robinson. And I didn't get an official head count, but I, my guess is there, there was about twelve to 1,300 people in Robinson's gym uh, watching that game. So it's just a, a lot of excitement right, uh, right now here in Lorraine. You mentioned that you played in Robinson, and, and uh, it just so happens that the regional tournament is going to be over at uh, uh, Midway. The fact that you're getting to play in your backyard, is, is that an advantage for your club? I think so. I mean, I mean, definitely saying you get to sleep in your own bed at night and uh, you know get to stay on normal routine. Um, It's really a nice uh, uh, luxury to get to have for sure. And so, and then our fans, you know, they can uh, just come right on over. So yeah, it is really nice just to uh, stay close. How much does it help the football state championship bleed over into the basketball state championship run that they're on right now? 
I think it's huge. I mean, I think one of the things we preach around here all the time is success breeds success, you know, and you never take winning for granted, a winning mindset. Um, you know, teaching kids how to win is not easy. And uh, so whenever they have that success over there, it's going to bleed over into basketball. Then we'll, when we're done, it's going to bleed over into baseball and the track. And so, um, you know, it's nothing, it's something we don't take for granted around here for sure. Coach, now you got, uh, you're going to take on die ball. What have you seen from the Jacks? Oh, they're good. You know, there's no bad teams left at this point. Um, but uh, they're going to have some guys that can jump out of the gym um, that just want to get to the uh, get to the rim. And um, we're definitely going to have to play team defense tonight. Uh, try to keep them out of there. Get a body on somebody when a shot goes up. And most importantly, we got to take care of the basketball. Um, possessions are very, very important all the time. But especially when it's a win or go home situation, um, you got to make sure uh, you. Uh, take every uh, advantage of every possession that you have, and don't don't give it up. Man, I I, I want to learn your philosophy here a little bit. Everybody's a little bit different. I, I know that you have to you have to win tonight to get to tomorrow, but tomorrow we'll get here in a hurry once you do play tonight. And if you're fortunate enough to win, how do you how do you handle preparing not only for this one but also with an eye ahead to to the Franklin Hitchcock winner? Well, you know, I mean, I think that you you do a little prep beforehand. I mean, I've got my my two assistants. They each have one of those two teams, and they're already kind of doing all the game prep and stuff on them um, so that tonight, you know, if we're lucky enough to pull off this victory, um, we can get back, and there's already a game plan, a scout film's already set up, and uh, we're going to put those guys in an ice bath after the game and say, hey, we'll see you tomorrow at 9 o'clock so we can have film and scout uh, to get ready for it. You know, but at this point in the season, you've kind of seen everything that people can do. Now you just got to go and reinforce some things that you've been talking about <clears throat> and uh, just going out and executing. And so um, it's a tough turnaround, but that's also why you go do tournaments um, in the, you know, throughout the season. So that these kids play a, you know, a 7.30 game at night and turn around and play another game in the afternoon the next day. So they kind of understand that. When you talk about being able to withstand tournament play, how do you have that gap between the region tournament and the state tournament to be able to just stay focused and not – Jump out of the corral. Uh, yeah, you know, I hope we have to. I hope we have to figure out a way to do that. You know, it'd be nice. Uh, you know, for sure. I think um, you just gotta just focus on one day at a time. I know it's coach talk, but I think you just gotta focus on what here and now, and uh, you know, and all the everything else will take care of itself. Coach, earlier in the year, you were playing a lot of younger players while the football team was still going. How has that benefited your team, and how has it benefited those guys in this moment where you might need them to come out and need one of those guys to step out and make a big play? Uh, and they've seen it. They've been here. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that was something we talked about all the time when we were in that run. Um, and, you know, and there was a, we were, we were take, um, taking our hits early uh, without the football guys here. And so what it did is it built, it built depth for us. So whenever those guys did get here, we go from, um, you know, we're able to be, you know, eight, nine, ten deep if we need to with experience. So it's definitely a plus that uh, <clears throat> we were able to gain during that time of November and December. Matt, the uh, Lorena Leopards play for the regional championship if they do what? Fill in the blank. Take care of the basketball. <laughs> That's the biggest thing is take care of the basketball. It really is. I mean, you're going to see um, a ton of athleticism this weekend from all three teams, I mean, that, that are there with us. And uh, we've got to take care of the basketball. And then, um, honestly, just got to play team defense. You got these guys, it's something they, are, they built and hang their hat on. You do those two things, you're going to be all right. Coach, thanks. Good. Uh, best of luck to you tonight. Uh, we wish you the very best, and and hopefully uh, next week we're talking to you about a trip to Austin, a uh, San Antonio, rather. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, and 
Like I said earlier, like I agree, seventh grade, that's the right time. So you got somebody else on your side. Seventh grade with the football. I'm with you. They, they can come at me, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Coach, thanks. Okay. Talk to you soon. Uh, Matt Jackson, he, he gave away one of our secrets. All right, 727, and they will play tonight. I, I guarantee you, uh, you know, last one out of Lorena, turn out the lights. And man, when, uh, when you get over to Hewitt, it's going to be rocking. It is. I mean, I saw the pictures of the it lined up outside of Robinson School. It was ridiculous. How about that? Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, the other regional game, Ward is Quentin Snell's Conley Cadets and Sealsby. Uh, Conley at thirty-one and three, Sealsby at uh, thirty and six, the number two team in the state of Texas. This has, and this is going to be over in Lufkin tonight at seven thirty. This has the makings to be a big time basketball game. Yeah, it really does, and you know another chance to play Sealsby. And we heard Coach uh, Snell say, "Look, you, you just got to lace them up and play them one at a time." And this is another team you got to try to do that against. And you know they've they've had their their trials with Sealsby in the past. It, you know, it, you, all you can do is keep you know throwing those punches and and trying to try to get one to land and and get through. And you know, hopefully, this is the year that they they're able to punch through and and get out of that region tournament. And. Uh... Guys, I, I, I texted you yesterday after it was done, but I, I'm just amazed at the Fairfield Lady Eagles, quite frankly. I mean, just you're in the state semifinals. You're playing a terrific team in Idaloo, and you win by 19. Yeah. 19. 54 to 35. Look, I, it's, I believe before the season ever even started, it was state championship or bust for this program. There's no I, doubt. I mean, there's no doubt. It, it, it's – this is what that's what it takes. I mean, it takes that mentality when you when you have that mindset, you have that goal in mind. You're gonna take. I mean, you're gonna eliminate everybody in front of you, but handily. And they've done it. La Vega was the only team that beat them. I mean, and that's a we know how good they were, and they were a classification ahead of them. And we're gonna find out uh, on Saturday. Fairfield is is back in action Saturday in the state championship game, and uh, they're gonna be taking on Winsboro. Who defeated Bishop uh, sixty-two to fifty-two? So it's Fairfield and Winsboro. Uh, this is this is their title t- to to come home with, isn't it? I mean, I think so. If Winsboro beats Fairfield, aren't you like really? How, yeah. I mean, and I know that. Hey, look, everybody's every you're you're playing for a championship, and I get that. But I, I've just watched the way that Fairfield has gone through not only their non-district schedule. But their district schedule, and look at some of the postseason scores you've seen. I mean, it, it, as as impressive as their offense has been, I look at their defense. When you when you hold people to under thirty, uh, that's 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 amazing. Their press is suffocating. I, I mean, they it's relentless. They do it from the opening tip, and they don't stop. Um, I don't see Winsboro really even pushing them, honestly. And this is almost like talking about Mark football. Like you get to the state championship, well, will they be pushed? We yeah, have a lot so, of times. Maybe. Yeah, I I don't know. As good as they play right now, I I I just don't know if anybody I can push I, them. I, I I don't think so. I don't. Either. I mean, I really don't think so. And I mean, we may be talking way I mean, out of you, school here, but you I score I don't. 129 points in a region tournament. Yeah, yeah. who does that? Yeah, and again, you, as you point out, you scored 129, but look what you gave up. 20. 20. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> you play that kind of defense, it, it, you know, you can have a bad shooting night and, and win by 20 points. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Again, they they win their state semifinal game yesterday by 19. That is that's good stuff. So congratulations to them. 731, we're going to talk a little college basketball. We'll do it next here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Baseball in Houston this weekend for the Shriners Hospitals for Children College Classic. The Bears play in the Shriners College Classic this weekend in Houston. Games Friday at 11 versus UCLA, Saturday at 3 versus Tennessee, and Sunday at 7 versus LSU. Coach Rod and the Bears in the Shriners Hospitals for Children College Classic this weekend here on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. The Real Texas Gun Show returns Saturday, March 5th, and Sunday, March 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at our shows. They have plenty of guns of all types and ammo to go with it. The variety at the shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show is so much more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. So come on down to the Real Texas Gun Show March 5th, 9 to 5, and March 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center. Everything we do, we do for you. Trying to shake that extra rate? Slim down and save with First Central Credit Union. Crunch all of your year-end balances to only one monthly payment. Transfer high-rate balances to a lower rate with First Central. Get 3.9% annual percentage rate for 12 months. Why pay more on big bank and retail credit cards? For a limited time, there is no balance transfer fee and absolutely no reoccurring annual fee ever. Apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Eligibility and application requirements apply. Member NCUA. Hey, this is Tom Barfield with ESPN Central Texas, and I just love the guys over at Rooftop Innovations. Is your roof ready for the winter storm? It will be if you call the highly trained and knowledgeable team of professionals at Rooftop Innovations. If you're unsure about your roof, call Rooftop Innovations today, 254-730-ROOF. That's 254-730-7663. Oh, get this. They have a satisfaction guarantee on all their roofs. Rooftop Innovations, where they put your roof above everything else. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. It was a quick trip to the Region 5 basketball tournament for the McLennan Highlanders. They lost in overtime to the Mexico military 74-71 in the opening round. Kevin Gill's team finishes the season with a 25-5 record. The same fate for the Temple Leopards, losing to South Plains in overtime 81-80. They finished the year 20-11. Midway High School hosts the Region 2 3A Boys Basketball Region Finals tonight and tomorrow. 
The first semifinal pits Franklin against Hitchcock at 6, and Lorena takes on Dieball in the other semifinal at 7.30. The winners will meet at 1 o'clock on Saturday for the right to advance to the state tournament. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 735, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. If you're out and about this morning, drive safely on your way to uh, to work or school. All right, uh, and, and be honest, how many were surprised that Kansas had to eke out a victory over TCU at the Allen Fieldhouse last night after losing to TCU in Fort Worth on Tuesday night? I personally thought that Kansas would 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 take TCU to the woodshed, and they did not. I thought this would be a blowout. I, I thought that Kansas was be embarrassed of what happened in Fort Worth, would go back home and kind of put it on TCU in a similar fashion like they did Baylor earlier on. I agree. I, I thought they were getting run out of the gym, but they didn't. They didn't at all. Um you know, what does that say? More than what it says about Kansas to me, what does that say about TCU? Have they grown up immensely over the past three weeks? Know, yeah, two, three weeks. Yeah, I agree. And it also, I think, speaks to, and we've talked about this a million times, but it speaks to the strength and the depth of this conference. There's no easy, you can't go, okay, well, we can excel here. It doesn't matter if we play them at our place, their place, or, you know, on Valley Mills Drive. It doesn't, you know. There's no easy games in this league. It, there just isn't. And, man, so when, when you have when, – when you're at the top of this league, it, 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 to me that's incredibly impressive because, look, I, I know Gonzaga is an outstanding basketball team, but is their league – does their league have the same depth that this league has? They have one other team that can kind of push them. Not even remotely close. Not even remotely close. I mean, it's it, so to, to sit there – Okay, so Kansas is 24 and 6, 13 and 4. What's that say about KU? They're, they are a terrific team. And by the way, uh, Ocha Abaji last night, 22 points. He, was, he really was good. Uh, but that's nothing unusual. So as you go into the final weekend on the men's side, Baylor and uh, Kansas both at uh, 13 and 4. If Baylor wins their game against Iowa State uh, tomorrow afternoon, and Kansas wins their game Saturday afternoon against the Texas Longhorns, then, te- then Kansas will, will, will be the number one seed in the Big 12 tournament. They'll, they'll be co-champions in the conference, but uh, KU will get the number one seed because you then, as Jerry Hill pointed out, you go to the, the next level, and the next level would be Texas Tech, the third-place team. Tech swept uh, – I'm sorry, Kansas swept – or split with Tech, and, and, and Baylor got swept by Tech – so that would place KU as the one seed in the uh, Big 12 tournament in Kansas City starting next week. So, anyway, that, that's that's kind of where you are. And of course, Tech is at 12 and 5. 20. You have Baylor at 25 and 5, Kansas at 24 and 6, and Tech at 23 and 7 in this league. I mean, that's pretty darn impressive. It is, and I think I'm not sure that Texas can push Kansas. Uh, you know, the way that TCU has been. Um, Why not? I just I don't trust Texas. I, I don't trust their guard play. Um, I think they're inconsistent. 
And you're going to go on the road. And this is going to be senior night at, at Lawrence, you know, in Allen yeah, Fieldhouse. Good luck. I think there's just a lot of things going against the Longhorns in that one. Look, I, I, I'm not about to predict a Big 12 game anymore. I mean, uh, that's the yeah, that's, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out of that business. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me what, what happens in this league. There's no rhyme or reason to any of it. Uh, you know, because again, I think all the way down to, to the 10th place team, the 10th place team is a good basketball team. Sorry, they are. I mean, when you look at this league, it's now you, you kind of scratch your head on a couple of teams. I scratch my head sometimes about Kansas State. I think they're actually better than their record indicates. I clearly think Iowa State is better than their record indicates. But you know what? Your record, you are what your record says you are. But I, I just think that these teams are good. They're really, really good, but they're playing even better teams. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. I think you could take TCU the way they've been playing and maybe throw them in the Pac-12. Yeah, they could easily give uh, Arizona and UCLA a run for their money. You know, I, I just feel like there's so many teams in this league that could, but, you know, it's just a matter of who you're matched up against. Uh, and, and matchups are huge. And it's going to be interesting, no matter how many teams get out of this into the NCAA tournament. What's your number right now? I, I think it's seven. So do I. I mean, it, it's definitely six. I don't think there's any. No, there, yeah, it's, yeah it's, I think there's six at yeah, least. It, I, it, I'm just hoping for seven. And I think seven is, I think seven is bubble in right now. I'm a, I'll go with six just because I don't know that the NCAA – I just don't trust the NCAA. Right. I, and I'm right there with you. Um, but here's going to be the telltale, and I'm really interested to see how many – let's just say there's six. Mm -hmm. Okay? How many of those get to round two? Ooh. How many of those get to round three? You know, that's that's going to tell you, you know – Wow, maybe some of these teams are playing above the rim, or you know where are we at? I don't know. I I think, I think there's six in. I I kind of think maybe six get through. Like the at least 16? five. No, to to get to play another game. Okay. When they're first round, yeah, yeah, either Thursday or Friday, yeah, depending on where they're at. Uh -huh. I agree. Uh, I I think this league is that good. I think that's going to tell us how good this league is. Yeah. I think that league. I think the league is that good. It wouldn't surprise me if everybody got through to to the second day. Now on to the Sweet Sixteen. Who knows? You know. Yeah, I don't. I, that's that's going to be. But a whole you know, different you animal. always see these crazy upsets, and, and I mean, it is March. They call it madness for right. a reason. Uh, I just think the body of work. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm about to talk myself into I seven. Think, I think there's three that get to the Sweet Sixteen. Oh yeah, I I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think we have a chance for two to get to the Elite Eight. Do we get two number ones? That's a Ooh. great question. I don't think it's so. It's Kansas and Baylor ones. I Should they be? Probably, yeah. but I don't think that they, they'll do that. I think they will be. I would like to see it. I I agree with you, Ward. I feel like they've earned it. They've earned the right, but I just don't know that we'll see it. We're going to find out. <laughs> what, a week? Yeah, week and I a half? Wait. Whatever it is. I can't wait. Uh so we're going to find out. Now, on the women's side, Sunday afternoon, in Baylor's going to close out the, the uh, regular season uh, in the Ferrell Center, taking on Texas Tech. And, uh, man, uh, Baylor's at 14-3 uh, in the league and Tech at 4-13 at and 13 in the conference. And, you know, you would think that this 
and again, there's no such thing as an easy game. But it, it, look, if they get past this and they win the game, go 15 and three, 25 and five, stop and think about. And I, and I started thinking about this last night. The I, my first thought was who did the better coaching job, Scott Drew or Nikki Collin? But I, I think Ooh, what you that's ha- a good question. Well, I mean, stop and think about it. She's look what everything she's faced coming into this environment, this situation. And then stop and think about everything that went on within the program on the men's side, basically having to reinvent the, you know, reinvent the basketball team and reinvent how you do things. Bottom line is they both have done remarkable jobs with their their respective programs. I would I think they could both win coach of the year. Could. That would be awesome. Probably should. Yeah. Again, she's sitting there 0 and 2 and w- I know we. You're going here. You go again talking about, but really they were 0 and two and on the verge of being 0 and three, and now we're talking about winning the conference championship. You look at the Baylor men, and you're like, okay, uh, Kenjo's down, Flagler's down. Oh, there goes uh, there goes Jonathan Chamwa Chachwa. He's down. So here's a perimeter shooting basketball team, and you're like, what are you going to do now? Okay, well we're going to learn to play in the paint a lot more than what we have in the past, and we're going to go in and we're going to play great defense. And we're going to go win basketball games, and that's exactly what they have done. And look, they're seven and two on the road. Go look at the conference standings and find me one other team that's even remotely close to that. There's not one. You're not going to. I think Kansas was five and four in road games in this conference. Everybody else was under five hundred. In Baylor's five games over five hundred in road games, and. For the, in over the past three years, I think they're like twenty-one and five ward, something ridiculous like mm-hmm. that. I mean, it, this is a totally different looking basketball team today than what it was when they started in November. Totally different the way they approach the way they approach things. It is, and for me, you know, and you're talking about that adjustment. You're, you're talking about going from the the shooting long uh, distance to going inside. You're adapting that. And you're relying on two 18-year-olds mm-hmm. to adjust and step up and be your leaders. On That's the, crazy. On the fly in this league. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, look at the job that both of these coaches and coaching staffs have done. It's uh, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. All right, 746. So, all that is going on this weekend. And uh, all kinds of stuff going on this weekend. A uh, baseball team is going to be in the Shriners College Classic down in Houston. Uh, and they're going to play some terrific baseball teams with uh, Tennessee and UCLA and LSU. So, man, oh, man, got some good stuff going on. Final thing on the basketball front, uh, uh, New Mexico Military Institute uh, knocks off uh, McLennan 74-71 in overtime in the uh, Region 5 tournament out in Lubbock. So, the uh, season comes to an end for Kevin Gill and the uh, McLennan Highlanders. Had a terrific year, and you know, uh, just uh, just one of those tough games where uh, New Mexico Military Institute makes makes a run there at the end and uh, and gets it to overtime and wins it in OT by three, seventy four to seventy one. It's uh, seven forty six. We're fourteen away from eight. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas with Tom. Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And, uh, hey, you can sell your home in five days. That's right. The brokerage house guarantees that they will sell your house in five days or less, or they're going to buy it from you. And they're going to buy it from you for a price that you agree upon prior to you listing your home with them. The uh, brokerage house is your connection to buyers from uh, across Central Texas and 
around the world, quite frankly. And uh, look, if you're going to sell your home, you need to contact Aaron Ryan and the uh, crew at the uh, Brokerage House Realtors. Aaron uh, has a uh, proven marketing program that is known to generate offers above market value with multiple offers on your home. You want more information? It's easy. 5 days to sow.com. That's 5 days to sow.com or call Aaron at 817 812 2978. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women close the regular season Sunday in the Farrell Center hosting Texas Tech. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Sunday for the Bears and the Lady Raiders. This season, join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I've been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their art supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do, and lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. future. So, yeah, I used the savings from switching to Progressive 50 years ago to finally buy my dream car. It's a self-driving flying car, but we just say self-flying now. You know, because it's the future, and cars fly in the future. So switch to Progressive and save big, because those savings can add up in the future. future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. 
It was a quick trip to the Region 5 basketball tournament for the McLennan Highlanders. They lost in overtime to the Mexico military 74-71 in the opening round. Kevin Gill's team finishes the season with a 25-5 record. The same fate for the Temple Leopards, losing to South Plains in overtime 81-80. They finished the year 20-11. Midway High School hosts the Region 2 3A Boys Basketball Region Finals tonight and tomorrow. The first semifinal pits Franklin against Hitchcock at 6, and Lorena takes on Dieball in the other semifinal at 7.30. The winners will meet at 1 o'clock on Saturday for the right to advance to the state tournament. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 752. We were just having a conversation. I, uh, Drive safely, by the way. Uh, <laughs> we have we, we're Ward and I are trying to picture Garrett in cowboy boots and shorts, kind of like Young Sheldon. <laughs> so look, I, I have I've worn them with shorts. I have worn my boots with shorts. It's, I don't doubt you know, that. But, <laughs> gee, that surprises me. <laughs> it, it's not terrible looking. It's it's not the best looking thing either. But you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, eight away from eight o'clock, and we got to having this conversation at the top of the hour. And I want to circle back around to it. You've kept a real close eye on this. Best thing you've seen from the NFL Combine so far? Oh man, Tyquan Thornton was pretty good. Uh, I loved seeing what Garrett Wilson was able to do. Uh, I obviously been watching him since he was at Lake Travis. Uh, extremely talented receiver. I think he'll take over the league. Um, the quarterback play has been interesting. Uh, I would like to have been able to see Matt Corral throw. Obviously, he's not able to. Uh, still kind of rehabbing from that injury. But uh, just just the amount of speed yesterday really what boggled my mind. And, and I would agree with you there. I mean, we, we were talking about it earlier. Now, here's, here's – Ward, when, when it comes to the combine and – look, there, there's – there's the more. underwear Olympics, you mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because especially now, the analytics now on on these players, all of the all the individual information that you can gather and and have in your war room on these on these college football players long before they go to Indianapolis for this combine. I'm just wondering what is has, has the combine lost its perceived significance because of all of this other data that's available uh, within. You know, look, I every player it, it never had any significance to me. I don't care what you can do in your underwear. I don't care how you run cones. I don't care all that other stuff. Should put put it on film and let me watch you on film. Somebody did though, or they wouldn't do this. I don't care. They they wouldn't they wouldn't gather in Indy. But I'm sitting there going, doesn't the Cowboys have every piece of data on every potential? Yeah, a potential do. draft pick long before they ever get on a plane and fly to Indianapolis. Yeah, this was created by Under Armour. So, yeah, that makes sense. Going with the just like the 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 camps and all of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I'm just I'm just curious of the the significance of this. You know, other than it's fun to watch. Yeah, well, I mean, we're talking about we're talking about the the NFL in in March. It, it makes them you know keeps them relevant. 24-7-365. Well, we've said that a million times. They are the best. It used to be the NBA. There was no question the NBA was the absolute best. In, I mean, stop and think about it. The NBA, it's fantastic. You still remember that slogan. Mm-hmm. You still remember that slogan. 
But now it's the National Football League that is that has because of the events that they set up throughout the calendar year, they're the one that does the best job marketing and making their sport significant, particularly in the off season. You know, it, it's fun to watch. I mean, it, and it's cool. You know, a guy can do. You know, run fast and 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 run those cones and the drills, and it's impressive. But it still doesn't tell me how you can play football. Yeah, we see a lot of people that go into the combine and you know show out, and then once they put pads on or something, they're just kind of fizzle out, and then that's absolutely. It. Well, the one thing that none of that stuff can measure, and we've talked about this a million times, and there's no data in the war rooms of any of these NFL teams is what's what's inside a person. I mean. Uh, the 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 want to of a player and, and also the other thing is we you've seen this a million times there's a great high school player and he was just that a great high school player he, mm-hmm. he he's peaked there's a great college player and he gets to the NFL and he's just that a great college player his 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 capabilities have peaked and I, I don't know how you measure that and you certainly can't measure the heart of a player no, you can't. But I mean, it, it also running cones and doing those type of things and bench pressing, you know, forty times or whatever you want to do, uh, however they do it, um, you know, it, in the cast uh, catching drills and things. Look, they they all have their usefulness, but it doesn't it doesn't show you, you know, how a player can be cerebral enough to to line up in the right place, have the right leverage when he's trying to get off a block or push a player to the right area in, in the spot. I mean, there's there's so much more mechanics that go into playing the game of football than just being able to do drills. And it, it just doesn't it doesn't correlate completely over to the other side. Again, put it on film, let me watch you play the game. Well, and that's the thing. It's already on film. They have every well, I know. video of every well, player. And, that, and that's fine. I, again, yeah. this is made for TV. Yeah. Uh, 7.57, three minutes away from 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're going to take a second. We're going to talk about Morrison's Gifts. Hey, look, if uh, if you need a birthday gift, Morrison's Gifts. If you need an anniversary gift, Morrison's Gifts. If you need a uh, Valentine's gift, Morrison's Gifts. But if you need a gift just because it's Morrison's Gifts. That's right. They can do it all for you, and they have been since 1979. They are Waco's gift store for every occasion, and you can choose from a a great selection of John Hart leather goods, uh, maybe a, a key ring, a candle, some jewelry, uh, you know, a, uh, a a a gift that says, "Hey, I've been t- to Waco." Uh, they've got those as well. Consuela gifts, all kinds of neat things available at uh, Morrison's Gifts. You'd be surprised how many people go by there uh, that are in town just because this has kind of become a tourist place. I mean, not well, it hasn't kind of become a tourist place. It has become a tourist location. And people go by Morrison's Gifts to buy gifts and said, hey, you know, give me something that says I've been to Texas, I've been to Waco. Uh, and they've got those there at Morrison's Gifts. They're at 4308 West Waco Drive. It is a, a Baylor alumni-owned and operated business. You're going to love these folks. They've been doing it for, for 42 years or so. It's Morrison's Gifts, again, at 4308 West Waco Drive. That's next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. This is the Baylor Sports Beat. A daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat coming up. Baylor men's and women's basketball close the regular season with senior days at home. Plus, baseball opens play in Houston this morning. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Want the latest in Baylor Nike gear for the new season? Check it out at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at baylorshop.com. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by, let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. A busy weekend in Baylor Athletics actually begins this morning in Houston where Coach Steve Rodriguez and the Baseball Bears open play in the Shriners Hospitals for Children College Classic. Baylor will play three games in three days. It begins this morning against UCLA. Here's Coach Rod on the matchups. I love being on the road. I think it creates a great atmosphere for team camaraderie. Um, you know, and that, that for me is always a big thing. It's always good to go on the road and, and kind of get tested in a lot of different ways. But, you know, going down to Shriners, everybody's going to be on the road. So it's not like anybody's going to be at home. But for us, it's just a matter of going out there and playing well because it doesn't matter if you're on the home or on the road. Um, you don't play well, anything can happen. Steve Rodriguez and the Bears taking on UCLA this morning on the air at 1045, first pitch at 11, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Tomorrow they will play Tennessee at 3, the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sunday they'll wrap up the tournament at 7 p.m. against LSU, that broadcast here on ESPN Central Texas. Also this weekend, Baylor men's and women's basketball close the regular season with home games and recognizing their seniors. The Baylor men, number three in the nation, host Iowa State tomorrow at 5 in the Farrell Center. We're on the air at 4.30, tip-off at 5 here on ESPN Central Texas. Then the women, number five in the nation, they host Texas Tech Sunday afternoon at 2. That broadcast beginning at 1.30 right here on ESPN Central Texas. Also this weekend, Baylor Equestrian on the road today versus Fresno State. Tomorrow versus UC Davis. Softball hosting a doubleheader against Texas A&M. Corpus Christi beginning tomorrow at noon. Men's tennis on the road versus Illinois today. Women's tennis home for a doubleheader Sunday versus North Texas and Abilene Christian. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from the Farrell Center and have more Monday. I'm John Morris. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Do we know what artisanal bread means? Is that just a fancy way of saying bread? I think it's a fancy way of saying not regular old bread. <laughs> like we did something uh, a little different from this it's artisanal yeah. not regular old bread i wish they'd just say that just put that on the menu not regular old bread <laughs> the matt mosley show weekdays 4 to 6 p.m on espn central texas
Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Eight oh three. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward Garrett. We're glad you're with us. And game time from the Allen Samuel Studio is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service, Versal of Southwest, Pro Star Rental, and Goodfeed. We're joined now from Blog of the Boys, RJ Achua. RJ, we wanted to give you a few weeks to kind of settle down and calm down after a disappointing conclusion to the Cowboys season. But now that you've had some time to reflect, was it a successful year for the Cowboys? Or where do you stand on just how this thing unfolded? Good morning, guys. It's great to be with you. Uh, Happy early weekend. Happy March. Uh, I know we're all ready to talk about brackets forever. Um, I, you know, not to be a pessimist or, um, you know, I don't know. Um, The more I think about it, the more disappointing I think the season is. (laughs) Especially, you know, off the heels of, uh, last night's report from the Dallas Morning News that the Cowboys are, are you know, likely maybe going to move on from Mari Cooper. I don't know if that's, that's the appropriate verbiage. Um, I, I think that, you know, over the next week and a half, we're going to see uh, this team, you know, kind of weakened, whether it's releasing Amari Cooper or releasing Demarcus Lawrence or Randy Gregory leaving or Michael Gallup leaving, some combination of those events. Um, you know, not not to be a prisoner of the moment, but, you know, this was the year. This was the year that you had all these talented players. You know, the Cowboys, when they drafted C.D. Lamb, we, we fawned all over and said they're going to have this wide receiver court. They played 12 games together over two years. I mean, uh, with Dak Prescott, I, I should add, obviously, Dak missed a majority of 2020. And so, you know, there's, there's no question that their roster is going to be weaker this coming season. And so I think that makes 2021 all the more disappointing in hindsight. When you look at this Cowboys team and going into the offseason, you already mentioned Amari Cooper may be moving on. What is the biggest need for this team? What are they looking at, either in free agency or starting to develop their draft board? What direction do they need to go, in your opinion? You know, that you know, not to sit on the fence, but that changes. If they do release Amari Cooper, then wide receiver falls to the top of their knees. You know, it's almost as if they, they would need a guy like Amari Cooper, but you know, I'm, I'm not running the Cowboys, but um, you know, generally speaking, they obviously need help along the offensive line. Um, I do find it interesting. I, I know that, you know, if, if, if I asked you guys, you know, what I asked you, if, if you just had to pick a number, what, what, what number would you say the Cowboys offensive line was? If you had to grade all of them, just, I mean, random number, like 10, 11, 12, how, what would you put them in 2021? I, I would give Seven. them a six. Yeah. They were very so, average. Interestingly enough, Pro Football Focus evaluated them as the second best offensive line in football. And, wow! Um, you know, p- people have have issues and qualms with PFF, and and you know they're not the Bible or anything, but you know they're they're helpful to contextualize things. And so, um, you know, when I read that, I was like, man, maybe I was too hard on them, or maybe my expectations are too high. Um, but you know, so maybe a little bit better than we thought, but but they still need you know probably the most help there. And I think 
you know, every mock draft you look at, you you look down to 24 and you hope that Kenyon Green falls to them uh, from the greatest school in the world. And so, I mean, offensive line is, is a big spot, but, you know, that, that, like I said, that could change. It could be wide receiver or it could be edge rusher. I mean, Randy Gregory could leave in for agency and they could cut Demarcus Lawrence. And they do obviously have the option of playing Micah Parsons as a full-time pass rusher, but it doesn't seem like that's something they want to do. So, you know, they, they, this, is, this is a truly, you know, you ever with your kid buy a pack of cards and, and unwrap it and hope you're going to get something cool? This is one of those situations, except uh, it's not a pack of cards. It's, it's a knife and a sword and a gun. R.J. Blake Jarwin's coming off a nice season, and unfortunately he's hurt. He has surgery. There are concerns that he won't be ready for the season. What are your thoughts on how big of a setback is this for Dallas? You know, Blake is, is such a, a great story. It's really unfortunate. He got a, an extension with the Cowboys right before the 2020 season and tore his ACL in the opening game of that year. And Dalton Schultz came in, really played well, and kind of set himself up to be the top tight end on the team uh, this past season. And so, you know, Blake just never really got off the ground. Never really, you know, the end of the 2018 season, um, the Cowboys played a meaningless game in New York. They'd already won the division. Um, and, and Jason Garrett played the starters anyway, and Blake Jarwin caught three touchdowns. And everybody thought, like, whoa, this is the beginning of something cool. And the next season, Jason Witten came out of retirement. So we never really got to see Blake Jarwin, you know, totally have that opportunity to be the top tight end on the team. I don't know that, you know, I, I don't know that you're really losing much, to be frank, from Blake Jarwin being hurt, and that's, that sounds cold to say. Again, I, I certainly wish him the best in terms of his recovery, but I think that his injury all the more increases the need to keep Dalton Schultz around. Um, and, and that's, you know, what, what's troublesome about that is I think the Cowboys are now panicking and saying, well, we, we've got to keep Dalton Schultz around, which means we've got to make, you know, another shoe has to drop. So I think Amari Cooper has to leave. You can have both. You can have both of them. You just have to be creative about it. But it seems like they're not willing to do that. Talking with uh, RJ Ochoa from Blog of the Boys at ESPN San Antonio. RJ, we were having a conversation this morning about uh, the combines and, and with all the data that is available now and with all the analytics that is available now to all of these all of these uh, franchises, how important is the combine, in your opinion, to helping build that draft board and, and, and determining what direction you're going in when you do have all this other data before you ever left your town for Indianapolis? You know, I'm, I'm very much with you in, in, in wondering that aloud. And I, I think, you know, I think that the combine was already kind of losing, you know, if you want to call it a level of importance, then, you know, we, we can use that word. I think the pandemic obviously, um, you know, expedited a lot of that. Like a lot of our society obviously now operates in ways that, you know, we didn't used to. And, and so I think part of that is, is a result or part of the combine's weakened importance as a result of that. You can now have, you know, all these Zoom meetings with dudes instead of flying them around the country. I mean, it just, you know, it makes more sense to be efficient like this. And so ultimately, I don't think the drills really matter. I'm, I'm not a scout. I'm not somebody who, who, you know, grinds tape or anything like that. But, you know, everybody who I trust in that world, you know, always says that you, you do trust the tape. You do trust what these guys put on film. You do trust who they were in college. That, that carries, you know, a 99% level of importance to the 1% of, of what they can do in drills with players who they've never played with before, um, you know, against air with no real competition. And so, I think, you know, the most valuable thing that comes from it is, is the medical information that you get from these guys getting tested. But I, I think aside from that, the true value of the combine is now the networking that happens. You know, there, there's all sorts of talking. This, this obviously happens a few weeks before free agency. There's, there's drafts that are, you know, originate from conversations that happen here or drafts, excuse me, trades. 
Um, and so I, I think that that's the real value, but, but I do think it is, it is no longer the, whoa, we have never heard of this player before. He just ran a, a four, two, five, you know, and now he's all the way up our board when he wasn't even on it to begin with. I think those days are a thing of the past. RJ with the coaching carousel kind of slowing down and, and almost everybody in place. Now, how do you feel about the Cowboys where they're at with this coaching staff? Very little movement in the coaching staff, some minute movement, but both coordinators back and the head coach back. Do you feel good about moving forward with this coaching staff? You know, I, I promise I didn't want to come on here and just be negative. Maybe I need like a donut and some coffee or something. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I I don't feel great, and and I, I you know I talk out of both sides of my mouth on this sometimes. But you know, that you were really bad if you're the Cowboys. You were you were really disappointing. You felt really short, and a lot of that was because of coaching. And so. You know, there's logic, right? Like, I'm, I can't, you know, I won't deny that. There's logic to, to bringing this group back and, and running it back and, and keeping this continuity here. There's, there's a lot of logic to that. But Jerry Jones, I mean, you guys heard it and talked about it. You know, the, the Friday after the season ended, went on, on the fan in Dallas and, and was all upset and, and really flexing and really putting on a show. And then what did he do? Well, what, what change happened? What was it, you know, what, what really, what is different about the Cowboys today? Than, than who they were when the season ended. And the answer is nothing, nothing from a point of influence, at least. And so, and sometimes change just for change is not the right thing, but you know, the, the quote about insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results is that, and it just, you know, what, what makes you think it's going to be different in, in 2022 because you want it to be, you know, that's, you know, hope is not a strategy. And so you're going to keep the same coaching staff, which already was not enough. You're going to weaken your roster in some shape, form or fashion it just it, it it really does feel like a lame duck year is approaching, and, and I really hate having that pessimistic outlook, but it's hard to call it anything other than that. RJ, when you look at the the landscape of free agency, are there any free agents that you would like to see Dallas pursue? Well, yeah, but I'd also like to win the lotto. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, for my my dog to not bark when I you know am on calls and things like that, and and for my newborn son to sleep through the night, but. You know, and, and not, you know, seriously not being facetious, that's just not their play. You know, they, they just – and it, it's crazy. It's been 10 years since the Cowboys took a big swing on a free agent, 10 years since they signed Brandon Carr. And Brandon Carr was a serviceable player for them, but he just – he wasn't amazing. And so that spooked them. And ever since then, you know, they have hunted in the bargain bin. They have gone after some big names, uh, but they've always been big names that were available for a reason, whether they were coming off of an injury – or something horrible like Greg Hardy seven years ago. And so they just refuse to really spin big. Um, and I'm not saying that you have to build 100% of your roster that way, but it is an element to team building. And so the Cowboys, you know, don't subscribe to that logic. They think you can build your team primarily through the draft. They are going to sit back and watch the opening days of free agency. They'll wake up and, you know, on the third day and get their value guys. And what's you know frustrating, and I wrote about this this week, is they, you know, that strategy last year worked and good for them. It, it really did fine. You want to dunk on everybody. That's great. But last year was the outlier and the exception to the rule, not the norm. You are not going to hit on J Ron curse and Carlos Watkins and Terrell Basham this year. It just does not work that way. But I worry that, that the most recent success they had is going to serve their own hubris in this sense. Along those same lines, Dak Prescott, I've seen a lot of things where well. Are they going to finally go after somebody that's going to push him and, and have a true competitiveness in camp for the starting quarterback position? All that's just silly, isn't it? I mean, this is Dak's team. There's no way that Jones are going to let 
anybody compete with him. Now, an insurance policy is a different story, but they've also proven last year that they're not interested in an insurance policy either. Yeah, I mean, you know, even if you did believe that, that there was room for some kind of competition, the financials of it all don't don't lend to that. And, and you can always follow the money. I mean, the Cowboys just paid Dak Prescott a, an exorbitant amount of money, and so he is their, their unquestioned starter for the foreseeable future. I'm with you. Um, I would love to see a little bit more devotion to the QB2 spot. But, again, you know, they – Last year, they rested on their laurels with that. You know, they, they just kind of had a dude in, in Cooper Rush who'd been on around their team forever, a dude who they had cut, by the way, at one point. Um, and they were forced to play him one game. He played, he started, and he won. And so that justified that, right? Like, I mean, we're all like that, right? Like, results justify the means. And so the Cowboys are thinking, like, look at us. We know what we're doing. And that's just, again, that's the exception. I loved, loved the signing of Andy Dalton two years ago. I, I maintain that if, if Andy Dalton had had to do what Cooper Rush had to do last year, for example, I think he would have been great at that. I mean, if he had had to come in for one, two games, whatever, I think the archetype of QB2 you want is that young guy who has experience starting, uh, but just wasn't enough. Somebody like Gardner Minshew, who the Eagles traded for at the beginning of last season. And so Cooper Rush is not that guy. And, you know, that's a really important position in that they're one moment away from being the face and the most important player on your team. And I love Cooper Rush, and it was a great night when they beat the Vikings. I just don't think it's responsible to trust him. I don't think it's responsible to do a lot of these things in a season that is so important. RJ, you mentioned earlier at the first, uh, Amari Cooper probably maybe not being in a Cowboys uniform, which I'm right there with you on, on your thoughts on that. But what about Ezekiel Elliott? Do we see him in a Cowboy uniform, or is that the next domino to fall for this team? I mean, believe me, I'm with you in that I, I understand the frustration. And I think, you know, if, if this were Madden, if this uh, if this were a meritocracy, then, then Zeke is probably not on the team. If, if this were a meritocracy, then Zeke doesn't get all the touches he got last season. Um, and, and Stephen Jones actually said this week that, you know, the financials of Zeke's contract, you know, justify him being on the team, or maybe not justify, but at least necessitate him being on the team. And, you know, that, that's silly. I mean, I said, I talk out of both sides of my mouth. Steven does, too. I mean, Amari has guaranteed money. DeMarcus Lawrence has guaranteed money. And that's the reality. It just it costs too much money to get away from Ezekiel Elliott this year. Now, where Steven doesn't want to fall on the sword for that is he's the dude who signed him to that contract. And, and you know, so on the one hand, do you cut your nose off to spite your face? Do you throw the baby out with the bathwater? No. I mean, you know, there's there's not real logic to that. However, you know, and, and everybody's chasing the Rams. They're obviously this time, I mean, everybody wants to emulate whoever won the Super Bowl. And the Rams purposefully, willingly, consciously, you know, took on an enormous, the largest dead cap hit ever for a quarterback when they traded Jared Goff away because they knew that he was not enough, because they knew that they could improve their football team. So they were willing to take on that dead money in the name of improving their football team. And Zeke Elliott is, is kind of in that same boat. I love Zeke. He's meant a lot to the Cowboys. It's been fun. We've had some great times. But he's no longer the best running back on the team. Him being out there is sort of a hindrance. And so him being on the team, I think, creates the pressure or the whatever you want to call it to play him. And so that does hinder your football team. So if it was my team, if it was my money, I mean, first of all, I'd share it with you guys. But, I mean, I would try to um, – you know, because you just have to. And I realize that that sounds irresponsible, but some teams are willing to do that, and there's proof that it can pay off. And so not to be a prisoner of that moment, but, um, you know, the Cowboys just aren't wired that way. They paid Zeke, he's their guy, and, you know, they want to see him doing the feed me gesture and selling all the jerseys and shirts every week. All right, uh, RJ, what do you guys got, got going on on uh, Blogging the Boys? 
Well, the world is not ending, uh, I promise. Um, and so um, we, we're certainly setting up a free agency. We've got some content coming out, kind of previewing, guessing, predicting, um, you know, who's coming back for the Cowboys, who's not coming back. And you know, a little bit of that changed, obviously, over the course of the last 24 hours with the, the Blake Jarwin and the Amari Cooper news. And so we've got some articles and videos, some podcasts. It's, uh, it's a busy time of year, even though there's no football being played. Um, so looking forward to it and, and certainly excited for the rest of the offseason to trickle on through. Before you know it, the Masters will be here, the Little League World Series, and we'll be back doing the same song and dance all over again. There you go. R.J. Choa from Blog of the Boys. Hey, man, we appreciate your time, and we'll check in with you uh, soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Uh, he, guys, that's R.J. Choa, by the way, with Blog of the Boys and ESPN San Antonio. He, he said something that was interesting to me that I'll, I'll take a step further. Uh, he, he talked about why would your expectations be any different when the, when the coaching staff, as you pointed out, Ward, for the most part, is going to be attacked. The leadership of the coaching staff, your offensive head coach, your offensive coordinator, your defensive head coach, your defensive coordinator, and obviously your head coach is the same. Your front office, I'll, I'll add to it, your front office is the same. So the core structure of the organization is the same. You haven't produced that championship in 25-plus years. So where's your hope going into to next season? Why, why would, in other words, why would it be any, why would your expectation be any different than what has happened over the last few years, which is a good team, not a great team, an average team, not a great team, a first round playoff game and an exit. Why, why do you think it would be any different with the same leadership upstairs and the same leadership on the field and basically the same football team? It's not for me. Hadn't changed. It's not going to change. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, unless you go out and find, you know, a great free agent that's going to put you over the top or, you know, you, you hit a home run in the draft, which you don't know even. You can get excited about the draft, but you don't, you know, we didn't know that, you know, Micah Parsons was going to be Micah Parsons. Had no idea. And as good as Micah Parsons was, was the results that much different? Well, no. I or, mean, do you are you are, are we all prancing around here with? Hey, look, they got to the NFC Championship game, and we're just about to get over the hump. No, what no. I think what I think Michael Parsons did was raise the level of expectations. He came in as a rookie and was the best player on their defense. You had Trayvon Diggs come in was the I mean, second best player on their th- defense. Things are trending in the right direction defensively for the Cowboys year in and year out, and you know they they got away from you know Smith. They finally swallowed that and I was shocked that Jerry Jones swallowed that and said enough's enough you know and so you know does is that gonna is that trend gonna continue that's why I ask about Ezekiel Elliott I love Ezekiel Elliott but see and his answer kind of I think is the 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 problem because what do he say it's about they want Zeke out there doing the feed me Bringing in the jersey. It's the stuff. brand. It's almost more the brand. The money is more important than wins for this this uh, ownership group. Well, and that's why it's the most successful sports franchise. It is in the history of the world. Off yeah. the field. Yeah. Right, and that's and if, if what what matters in in the bank account or the trophy case. Exactly. That's the thing. It's, that's got that. That's the thing the you got to figure out. Which takes me right back to the original question. With, the with 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 the with the management team upstairs and, and your in your coaching staff downstairs and basically this football team, why would you go into July when they re, when they go out to, to, to training camp and go, hey man, this may be the year? 
This, I, this I is never our, do. This is our year. We're going to win a championship. What's I, different? Maybe something. I'm callous by it, but I don't. I don't feel that way for this Cowboys well, football team. Well, show me something significantly different. There's not that gives me some hope. There's not. It's just a reality are, are you, show. Are you reaching for hope? Is that what you're telling me? Good luck. Yeah. Well, Go well, ahead. <laughs> I. You know, it, it's not there. Yep. We talk about them every day. Uh, eight to, and, and look, man. I, I'm. Ever since I was knee high to a grasshopper, just like a lot of people. I was a cowboy fan, and you know, let let's and I can take you back to the seventies, and we can you, you can you can bark out a, a jersey number, and I can tell you who wore it in the seventies, because we were we all hung on everything that happened with the Cowboys in Tom Landry's stretch of what seventeen, eighteen, nineteen years, whatever it was of at least being a playoff team. I mean, that was that was the expectation. What's your expectation of this team now? Nothing. Eight and eight, nine and seven. Flop and let McCarthy get fired. And then where does it go? Who you back, hire? To back to square one. Uh, he's not coming. He, that dude will never take that job under the under the format in which this organization's operating because he wants control of the football operations, and well, he's not going to get it. And, and that's why you're not going to see any coach with enough to right. get it done coming in. True. If coaches want to be able to determine who they're going to coach. And that's not happening 90 miles north of here. No. It's not. All right. Uh, 824, uh, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Stay with us. More to come on uh, this Friday morning from ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy, breezy, and warm again today. Highs topping out at 76 degrees. No change tonight. We'll keep the clouds around. Lows drop to 60. And tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Another windy day with a 20% chance of an afternoon shower and a high of 79. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time, we're joined out by Baylor basketball coach Scott Drew. You look at most of the places we play, and I think everywhere we've played, we've had a sellout. And you look at our environment with college game day and how loud the Ferrell Center was. I mean, it's hard to go on the road in a packed house and a loud crowd and, and be able to execute and be composed and withstand runs and get a win. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I'd been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their art supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now. 
couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canik, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118222462. Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. All right, 828, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. couple of quick notes from the uh, CNC Collision Center text line. Corey says, yeah, Corey says, man, uh, y'all are so right. You you can't measure heart and football smarts. The uh, LB from Temple is undersized, but all he does is make plays. Kid is a steal for Baylor. He is. He is. And Tim says, I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, and we did, Tim. By the way, we were going to, we were getting to it. We just hadn't gotten to it. But uh, TCU's Rashad Samples is leaving the Frogs coaching staff and headed to Los Angeles to become part of the Rams coaching staff. That is so remarkable. What he was able to do from a recruiting standpoint for SMU, and then you know he got over there. He was just getting started, getting guys going to TCU, and just the the jump. And I think we've talked about this. We had Mike Craven on not too long ago about all these young coaches in Texas on the rise, and this is a prime example. All right, I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Let's switch gears and, and head back to Major League Baseball. Uh, first of all, I don't know when they're going to talk. Do we again. have to? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I'm ticked off because if this is true, I'm really mad. Uh, some of the players some of the players think that the owners don't want to play baseball in April this year because cold weather uh, in many places, school still being in session – uh, you know, March Madness. They think that other than opening day in that first home game, that ticket sales will stink in April, and they're they're satisfied sitting tight and not b- putting a deal together until we can start on May first. There or abouts the first of May. Are you buying that or are you selling that? I'm buying it. Buying. And now I'm mad. I mean, Come I, on, man. Yeah, are I you kidding me? Now, if you wanted to say. 
if you wanted to say let's have a hundred and fifty game schedule, why not? Yeah, why not cut the baseball schedule down? You should. It needs to be cut down That's and start way too many and, and maybe make the first of May instead of April open. And there, there's some justification. Look, when you go play in Chicago, Boston, New York, uh, it is it, Toronto. It's cold. Uh, you know. Why not May? Why not May 1st is your opening day? And if you needed to play a couple of doubleheaders, uh, day-night doubleheaders, you could play, like on a Sunday, you could play at noon and a 7 or, so, you know, at noon. And I, I don't know. There's smarter people than I that can put a schedule together that makes sense where you could start May 1st. But if this is the case, you're, you're talking about doing it for one year because obviously, once you get a deal done, you're going back to, to April 1st opening day anyway. Well, it could be a trial run. Yeah. It, you know, if you do it this year and it proves to be successful well, and there's point. not, you know, then that's something that you can implement going forward. How, well, much, how much does COVID have to do with this? They saw that they could survive through COVID. I mean, I, I, don't I, know. Think, that, I think everybody has, has realized, you know, that there's ways to navigate it, and that's a good point. There is, but I still say, like, in, in as you pointed out yesterday in the Rangers situation – you have they it. really had a chance to blow that stadium wide open and, and make it? I, not, to me, no. they haven't. I mean, and there's a lot of money when you're talking about coming through the turnstiles and, and, and buying those those drinks and, and those hot dogs and all that stuff. Why wouldn't you want four games with the, the New York Yankees in April if you're the Rangers? You I, I think I would. <laughs> I think I would. They've made plenty of money on that stadium already. So, well, yeah. It, it's there to make money. Uh, let's be honest. So uh, you and I agree that they probably made enough, you know, that they made plenty. But what is plenty to them? I, I, I don't know. I mean, if I've got that stadium, well, I want to They're not spending it on free agency. Well, no, I get it. <laughs> Although they did go get water, too. They did for the first time ever. <laughs> right. And there's oh. talking more. All right. We got to go. 832. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that little piece of information. When I read it this morning, I had steam coming out of my ears, but anyway, 832, this is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Moore. The Bears close the regular season on Senior Day, Saturday, hosting Iowa State. 4.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 5 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor Men's Basketball, all season long. Here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Now is the time to start thinking about that spring break trip and servicing your vehicle at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. Whether your travels take you to the mountains where it's cold or the beach where it's warm, they have you covered. With their complimentary digital inspection, they are going to make sure your car is roadworthy. Have you been kished? Getting kished means keep individuals safe honestly. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, where your troubles are their business. Dedicated to serving you since 1998, they are local and they are honest and dependable. 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco. 
the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, along with UBI Products and Republic Gun Club, are hosting a benefit fundraiser for Detective Michael Hutchinson on March 19th at the base at Extraco Event Center. Detective Hutchinson, a second-generation McLennan County law enforcement veteran, was diagnosed with a grade 4 glioblastoma and aggressive brain cancer. This benefit will help the family with medical expenses. Sponsorships are now available at Facebook Team Michael Hutchinson. Sell your home in five days. The brokerage house guarantees they will sell your home in five days or less, or they will buy it for a price you agree upon prior to listing your home. They're your connection to buyers from not only around Central Texas, but also nationally. If you're going to sell your home, there's only one real estate agent you should trust, and that's Aaron Ryan at the Brokerage House Realtors. Aaron has a proven marketing system that is known to generate offers above market value and multiple offers. For more information, visit 5daystosow.com. That's 5 days to so.com. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254 709 2101 or UBEO. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. It was a quick trip to the Region 5 basketball tournament for the McLennan Highlanders. They lost in overtime to the Mexico military 74-71 in the opening round. The same fate for the Temple Leopards, losing to South Plains in overtime 81-80. Morning baseball for the Baylor Bears as they open up the Shriners College Classic in Houston against UCLA. First pitch is at 11 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The NFL and its Players Association have suspended all league-wide COVID-19 protocols effective immediately, pausing two years of efforts to play through the pandemic. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald on ESPN Central Texas. 837, 23 away from 9, and Bryce Cherry from the Waco Trib does join us here on this uh, fun Friday morning as we get ready for a lot of activities uh, across uh, ESPN Central Texas. And, and, Bryce, we begin by talking high school basketball. Let's let's first start with Fairfield and the Lady Eagles. Wow, what I mean, you, you're in the state semifinals and you win by 19. Pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, and uh, compared to a lot of their scores this year, I mean, uh, that was that was a close game for Fairfield, you know. I mean, 19 points. Uh, heck, they're used to beating teams by 40, 50 points. Uh, they've been just a juggernaut this year, and uh, a lot of credit goes to Sally Whitaker, Randy Barger, those coaches out there at Fairfield. Uh, they've done a done a great job. Obviously, they're extremely talented, and uh, I think McKenna Bracken is. Uh, just a tremendous player, Tony's daughter. Um, and, you know, she was, I think, three assists, two, uh, no, three steals, two assists away from a quadruple double in the wow. same semifinal. Yeah, yeah, not bad. 
Lorena gets underway in the region tournament, being able to sleep in their own bed, play close to home. How much does that help the Leopards and and being able to continue this run they're on? Yeah, I think it's a, a, a factor in their favor. I mean, uh, you know, they like you said, they can stay close to home. They're familiar with with Midway's gym. And uh, two years ago, Matt Jackson actually took his players over to uh, to Midway to watch the regional tournament. At the time, Lorena was 4A, uh, but he knew they were going down to 3A the next year and knew that's where the regional tournament was. And he, he wanted them to see, you know, what it was all about. And then he said that they were sitting there and they started to get up after the last game. And he was like, no, no, sit and watch. And he made them watch them cut the nets down. And they didn't even know that was a thing. You know, they didn't know that, oh, when you win the region, you cut the nets down. You're one of the, you know, you're one of the final four in the state. Uh, so, he's, you know, I think that that experience two years ago helped them last year as they uh, got to the regional semifinals. Now, there wasn't a quote-unquote regional tournament last year because of COVID. They, they did their own thing where they kind of had it in Madisonville. Now you get back to the normal regional tournament at Midway, and, and uh, I think Lorena's playing about as well as, as any team in the region. Now, it's a tough, tough field. Bryce, going up to Class 4A, Conley's going to get another shot at Silsby. What, in your mind, must the cadets do in order to get the win this time? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, obviously, Silsby is, uh, you know, tradition-rich. Uh, they're there every year. I mean, you know, them and Yates, I mean, if, uh, if both of them are not there, it's because one beat the other. But uh, what they have to do, I think, is play their game and play with confidence. I mean, um, because to me, if you come out and, and uh, you know, you take it right to Sylvie at the beginning and you show them, hey, you're going to have a game here. Uh, you know, you're not you're not going to get get anything easy, and I think they're going to have to be physical, um, and you know, like I said, just play their game. They're deep. They've got a lot of different scoring options. I love Jelani McDonald's game. He's just so smooth, and uh, he's really to me taking his game to another level this year, uh, his junior year, and um, so you know, if they can get past. Silsby, then it's probably uh, Houston, Washington, Booker T. Washington, uh, there out of Houston, another really tough team. Uh, but let's just say, if I'm just saying, if they get out of this region, they're the favorites to win today. Bryce, let's talk a little college basketball here uh, this morning, and and we were just kind of tossing it around this morning, just just in a conversation. When you stop and look at what both Nikki Collin and Scott Drew and their staffs have done, uh, pretty remarkable. With her, they start 0-2. They're about to go to 0-3 against KU. Uh, It's a new staff. It's it's a new system. Uh, She's taken over for for an icon. Uh, There's all kinds of things working on that side. Then on the men's side, Scott Drew's had about five years' worth of injuries all rolled up into about uh, one year's worth of play. The, the job that both of these coaching staffs have done is pretty darn remarkable. It really is. And I think when when the trip releases our, you know, we pick uh, all Big 12 teams for all the sports. 
uh, or at least, you know, football, basketball, baseball, softball. Uh, and I think when those teams come out, you'll probably see Scott Drew and Nikki Collin get recognized as our coach of the year. And I don't think it's necessarily us, you know, being homers in that regard because uh, of everything you just mentioned. Uh, to me, I was thinking about it the other day, which of these teams meeting the Baylor men or the Baylor women has the better story right now and it's hard to even uh, pick because both of them have incredible stories what you mentioned about Nikki I mean is completely right uh, taking over for just an icon here you know in Kim Mulkey and uh, you're always going to face that comparison Um, you know she won that three national championships built Baylor into one of the elite programs in women's basketball in the country and you know when they start out 0-2 in the Big 12 I mean it was like you could feel it among some of the fan base that it was the sky is falling you know oh my gosh and all they did was you know pull it together and to me uh Nalissa Smith playing the best basketball of her career and you know they're a you know, right in the mix for the, you know, national championship uh, conversation. And then, you know, you flip over to Scott's team and, like you said, just decimated by injuries. He likes to point out that, you know, when they had everybody, they were 15-0, and 0, <laughs> uh, which is a nice stat. Uh, obviously, it doesn't really matter now because they're not going to ever have everybody again. Every day John's uh, done for the year. But uh, – it's incredible how they've tweaked and adjusted. And I think that's one of Scott's strengths and the strengths of his staff. Let's not, uh, let's give those assistants some credit too. I mean, I think Jerome Tang is, you know, maybe the best assistant coach in the country. So uh, yeah, it's, it's truly incredible uh, because I, I personally, I, I think I'm a little more surprised by Scott's team just because, of all the injuries they've gone through. I did not think they would be sitting here going into Saturday with a chance to win the Big 12 championship again. Baylor baseball heading into the Shriners Classic starting today. A successful trip for the Bears looks like what for you? Uh, that's, that's a great question. Um, it's going to be really, really tough competition. I think you have – I think what they want most of all – I mean, obviously you want to win games, but – I think you want to play well. Uh, you want to play the game well and give yourself a chance to win games. Um, you know, you certainly don't want to go 0-3. Uh, and they typically have not done that in these tournaments. Uh, they've, they've actually done pretty well in the Shriners under Coach Rod. They're 6-3. and three, And uh, the last time they were down there, they swept, uh, you know, three SEC teams. So, uh, all three of these teams they're facing this weekend are all ranked two, two SEC teams and a, and a solid UCLA team. I think they'll have a little bit of, you know, payback on their minds. The guys that were still around, uh, you know, from that 2020 uh, Los Angeles regional team, uh, UCLA knocked them out of the, of the tournament that year. Uh, but, you know, it's, a, it's still it's a bunch of new guys and, um, so I think, like I said, I think you want to pitch well, you want to play well, and just, you know, uh, give a good account of yourself and give yourself chances to win games. 
Bryce, what were your thoughts last night when you saw that 40 from Tyquan Thornton? And I mean, Baylor football in general yesterday broke the internet. When you see the, the weightlifting, Gary Bohannon doing the squats of almost 700. What, just talk about what this means for Baylor football in general. Yeah, I was sitting there in the living room last night. I think I was watching an NBA game. I'd had all my stories written. Thank God. Holy crap, there were a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, my son, Cooper, comes into the room and he says, Dad, Daquan Thornton uh, set a combine record with a with a four two one and and initially I was just kind of like huh and then I was like wait what <laughs> you know? it was like what was that <laughs> you know I mean uh, it, that's, uh, he certainly helped himself let's put it like that uh, I think I, I, did I see where it didn't go down as a record because. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't technicalities. Yeah, they tweaked yeah. it a little bit. I think it's. It, I think it's like a four two four two nine. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, that's smoking fast, and you know that's going to get him on some radars, and and uh, and good for Taekwon. And I, you know, to your point about, uh, you know, I think Dave Aranda uh, is going to basically have more and more guys like this that um, you know. They've recruited well, and they've developed well, and so, you know, they're going to have uh, some NFL prospects that come through this program. Hey, just just a, a final thought here, as and I know you're driving, and, and hands at 10 and 2, by the way. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> Big 12 Conference Football Championship, a Sugar Bowl Championship, uh, men's and women's basketball championships, opportunities to make deep runs in the NCAA basketball tournament. Just you've been around here a long time. Has it been this good collectively uh, in, in your career here? I, I was thinking about this the other day, and was it was it 2011, 2012 that was the the first uh, year of the bear that mm-hmm. we called it? You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I always called it. Uh, what did I call it? Uh, something like Año de la Oso. Uh, you know, uh, like like Dia de Loso or whatever. Yeah. You know? uh, year of the Bear. Anyway, uh, the last ten years here been pretty incredible because those of us who have been around a little while, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, we can remember when it sure as heck wasn't like this. Uh, nope. I mean, they've won national championships in men's and women's basketball in this time frame. Uh, you know, two Sugar Bowl appearances, all the stuff that you mentioned. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll uh, tweak a, or I'll preview a story, tease, that's the word I was looking for, tease a story that I'm going to do later this spring sometime. I believe it's 10 years since uh, Feed the Beaver uh, <laughs> at, at Baylor Ballpark. Yep. I mean, that was, that was an incredible, uh, incredible team. I mean, in, in 2012 when they won, I want to say – 24 in a row. Yeah, it was crazy. Couldn't lose. Couldn't lose. It was bananas. You don't see that in baseball. Uh, So, um, to your point, is this as good as it's ever been? Uh, I think this stretch of Baylor athletics is certainly as good as it's ever been. Um, You know, when you're comparing one year to the next, it's hard. I think 
certainly they're going to take uh, 2021 and that men's national championship as a, as a pretty special year, too. Bryce, we appreciate your time. Hey, what do you what do you got coming up? Uh, you said you wrote a story or two. <laughs> what do you got coming up in the Waco <laughs> trip over the weekend? Well, as you mentioned, I am in the car. Uh, we're headed down to Houston. I'm going to uh, you know cover that Baylor UCLA game today, and then Cooper and I are going on a college visit. There you go. Uh, which just blows my mind. But uh, uh, to U of H, but we'll have uh, baseball coverage. We're covering Lorena tonight. Uh, we are covering uh, what else is going on? Baylor basketball this weekend. We'll have stories on, um, uh, yeah, obviously previewing the game tomorrow in the Big 12, you know, championship game basically for the Baylor men. And then Sunday, of course, is senior day for the Baylor women. And Chad's doing a story on uh, just those seniors. I know Caitlin Bickle is the one that's planning on coming back, but pretty uh, another pretty awesome group of seniors there for the Baylor women. Bryce, as always, we appreciate it. You drive safely, and uh, thanks uh, thanks for the visit. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. That's Bryce Jerry for the Waco Tribune. Harold's 851. And uh, don't forget, uh, we are brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. And coming soon, check this out. Coming soon, Pioneer Steel and Pipe will have a new location. They're going to be over on Loop 340 South next door to uh, Busby Feed. And you can check out the construction uh, and the progress of it, every time you go by there, just take a look over and go, hey, that's pretty cool, and, and see how quickly they get to, to get to moving there. Uh, and then, of course, as uh, soon as they get there, you're still going to receive that great customer service from their uh, new, big, beautiful new store there. Uh, and, and I think strategically it's just going to be a, a more um, convenient location for customers to get by there and check out Pioneer Steel and Pipe. John and, and Braden Emery and the entire Emory family, they, uh, they've been serving Central Texas since 1943. And, of course, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has built their reputation one customer at a time. They carry all sizes of pipe from one-half inch to 24 inches for all your fencing needs. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, Hey, and equipment barns, the list goes on and on. Garage and carport covers, angle iron, you name it, they've got it. You see, they are your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. It's Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've got a location down in Bryan. They're, they're currently at 913 South Loop Drive and Orchard Lane here in Waco and uh, coming soon to Loop 340 South next to Busby uh, Feed and Seed. So check them out. They're open today from 7.30 until 5. And they're open tomorrow from 8 until noon, and they're always open online at pioneerboys.com. Remember, they deliver and they unload. That's Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Level, our guest, Texas Tech Sports Network. Has this year been, it seems like, more of a meat grinder than we've ever had in the Big 12? A thousand percent. Yeah, I, I feel like the referees aren't calling as many fouls. I feel like every night is a rock fight because I think teams are struggling to score it, 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 because the defenses are so good. John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. 
Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Ruth Toft Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. It was a quick trip to the Region 5 basketball tournament for the McLennan Highlanders. They lost in overtime to the Mexico military 74-71 in the opening round. The same fate for the Temple Leopards losing to South Plains in overtime 81-80. Morning baseball for the Baylor Bears as they open up the Shriners College Classic in Houston against UCLA. First pitch is at 11 o'clock, and you can hear the game on the ESPN Central Texas. The NFL and its Players Association have suspended all league-wide COVID-19 protocols effective immediately, pausing two years of efforts to play through the pandemic. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, 8.55, five away from nine That uh, on, on this Friday morning from game time here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. We do have college baseball coming up, oh, at about uh, 10.45 or so this morning as uh, Baylor will open up the Shriners College Classic with the first game of the day. It's an 11 o'clock first pitch. It's the Bears and UCLA, so we'll have that one for you right here on ESPN Central Texas. Basketball this weekend with the Baylor men taking on Iowa State uh, tomorrow afternoon. Sunday, we'll have the Baylor women take it on Texas Tech. And, of course, we wish best of luck to uh, Lorena, Coach Matt Jackson, Quentin Snell, and the Conley Cadets, and to the Fairfield Lady Eagles in the state championship game on Saturday. So, uh, guys, we got a lot to talk about on Monday morning, don't we? I mean, it should be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Should be a well, lot of fun. Oh, I'm not going to be here. Oh, that's Ooh, right. You, you're you're on uh, you're on vacation. So it's Ward and I. And, Ward, uh, you go home and get well. Ward's been yeah. dealing with uh, some sickness, so – uh, you go home, get well, and and make sure Coco can can uh, can be here if <laughs> if you can't on Monday. That is going to do it for us. Have a great day. We'll see you Monday at seven right here on ESPN Central Texas.